Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. My name is Tori and you are tuned in to No Phone Thursday. So I discovered something the other day. Well, I didn't discover it. Um, basically, super quick backstory. I had a conversation with my friend yesterday, Wednesday. Um, he's saying it's not Wednesday. Yesterday was Wednesday. <laughs> um, and we were talking about a lot of things. I always have great conversations with people. I say this all the time. People that I talk to on the phone, I always have great conversations with them. And um, I was basically... He was asking me how I am. I was like, I'm cool, but there's something I want to do, but I haven't really done it yet. And the whole thing is, I want to make a rug. I want to start making rugs, right? And my excuse as to why I hadn't done it before was because I didn't have all the stuff. So I bought all the stuff. I've made a frame. I got carpet tacks. I hammered that in. Like, I've got the uh, tufting gun. Because it's all tufting. I've got the tufting gun. I've got the cloth. I've got the wool. I've got everything to start. Have I started yet? No. And we were basically talking about, because we were talking things through, just have living life. And then I kind of got to like this conclusion or my conclusion as to why I think I started. And I think it, why I think I haven't started. And I think it's an amalgamation of loads of little things. Um, And I'm going to talk about them. And I'm going to talk about how I'm going to try and overcome it. Sorry. What I think it is, is one fear, um, kind of fear of, I was going to say fear of failure, but I don't think it's fear of failure. I think it's fear of success, like getting it right. And I've spoken about this before, like getting things right. Like, what does that mean? Like, but there is also an element of failure. If I don't do it right for perfectionism, essentially, and I'm sure we all know what that is, like not getting it right or not getting it perfect or close to perfect the first time. Um, And we kind of came to this conclusion that we need to, we as individuals, we need to... um fail more like I'm very good at a lot of things I do this sounds like a humble brag but it's literally just my life right I'm very good at things I decide to do and I might that might be because uh well one I'm a problem solver I'll figure it out there's that but two I think I kind of subconsciously do things that I know I'm gonna be good at even though I've never done them before I'm like well that's that skill that's that skill I'm very good at like reverse engineering like looking at something and and working backwards and breaking it down and being like well that's probably that that's probably that like I literally go through the steps of almost everything I do before I do it I don't just think I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that I actually physically sit down and I imagine myself going through stuff I imagine myself hanging a photo, I imagine myself, as in doing all the steps, going to get the screws, putting the screwdriver, screwing in the wall, putting the plug in the wall, like measuring where it goes. Okay, like I I literally go through all the steps in my head really quickly, actually. I've gotten to the point where I can, go, I, even something I've never done before, I can go through the steps really quick in my head. And I think that's also why I underestimate how long it takes because in my head, it took like 10 minutes, but in reality, it took like 45, you know? Um, I have a weird relationship with time. Um, but then also... There's that, right? So, because I'm good at so many things, I'm afraid that if I do something that I've, I really can't even see how, like, I can't even imagine what it would be like to do it. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't imagine what it would be like to tuft of a tufting gun. There's nothing that's quite like that unless you do hammering in the street. You know them people that, like, um, then construct, I don't know if they're called the constructions workers, but they, they hammer concrete. If you've done that, it's kind of the equivalent. Obviously, the concrete thing machine is a really big thing, but I've never done anything that vibrates so quickly, like to make something, to do something. Um, I think probably the same with uh, um, if you're a tattoo artist and like certain things that, you know, that vibrate quite quick. 
um, in order for you to move, to, for you to like use them. I've never done that. So I don't know what it is to imagine to, to do that. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I could probably touch before I was straight and I might only be able to do like half an hour because after a while you get, um, what's it called? Um, you know, stuff, you're, you've had something, it vibrates for too long on you. Like you, your nerves start to feel funny. Anyway, there's that. So I'm quite good at a lot of things, right? Um, and so I think subconsciously I pick things that I can go through in my head, right? So if it's something that's a little bit out of my comfort zone or maybe a lot out of my comfort zone, I think I'm afraid of failure. Um, because I'm, I can pick up things quite quickly. I'm afraid I'm not going to get it right. And that is an unhealthy relationship with doing because I'm so good at a lot of things. I think I subconsciously don't try to do things that I have no idea how it would be. Like I can't even imagine how it would be. Yeah. I kind of stay away from those things. So we came to this conclusion of like, actually we need to fail more. I don't know how we're going to do that. I just thought I'd put that out there for anyone that's having a similar whatever, but I don't know how we're going to get to the point of failing more. I guess the most simplest thing is to do loads of things you're not good at and do them and maybe document you failing. Because I think sometimes you forget that you failed. Like I do something and I, I got it wrong so many times and then I finally get it right. And then all I remember is how I got it right. Like I don't even remember that I failed like 20 times when I did it until I start to cheat someone. Also, that's another thing. When you cheat someone, you you know whether you actually know how to do something. Now, when I cheat someone and they do something, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I did that. How did I overcome that? Oh yeah, well, I did that too. Like I, and then they're obviously you super comfortable because, oh yeah, that same thing happened to me. And also I've overcome it. But then also it kind of reminds me, oh, actually you didn't get this right first time, bro. Like you actually took, took you like five tries, bro. That's mad. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, it's how we see ourselves is quite interesting. But anyway, so I want to make a rug, right? I want a tuft. And I have been, I've made the frame. I think I made the frame like four or five days ago. And yet I'm still here. I haven't tufted. It has taken me four weeks to get to where I'm now. I've had the wood. I've had the... So basically, like, like, there's a wood frame you make, right? You make a wood frame. It's simple, simple easy. Four sides, cool. Um, I also needed to get, like, carpet tacks. So I got those. I got those, like, at least two weeks ago. Easy. Easily two weeks ago, I got those. Um, and I needed, the, I needed the wool. I needed the material, uh, monk's cloth. And I needed the tufting gun. I've had the tufting gun for almost two months. I think, I'll say about five or six weeks, I've had the tufting gun. I've had the material for maybe two weeks. I've had the carpet tacks. I've had that for about two weeks. I've had the wood for like months, like months and months and months. So finally made it the other day. I thought, oh, this is why I, you know, I'm kind of procrastinating a lot, da, da, da. Cool, because I'm afraid, da, 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 da. I want to get it right. I want to be great, da, 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 da. All this stuff, you know, perfectionism. Oh, it's a whole thing. So I finally made the frame. And then I just didn't, I didn't do the rest of it. I was like, oh, that's the, that's the hardest bit to do so far. I did it, put it together, put the thing on it, you know, boom, put the, the tacks on it. It's here. I'm staring at it as I'm talking to you now, I'm staring at it. And th- the only next step is put the cloth on, you know, put the, 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 the wool in the gun and tuft. Well, actually I've got to, you know, put the design on it design on the cloth the cloth and then tuft it's like the easiest bits to do the bits that you're going to do repetitive this is the easiest bits and i'm here looking at this this frame and i haven't done it and i think a part of it is one fear of failure i think another part of it is the fact that the space that i'm in um there's a lot of stimulation i've got like a lot of stuff from my studio into my into my living room which is basically my studio my studio at home 
Um, so there's loads of things that I can be doing. And I think it's like um, stimulus distraction because there's so many other things around. It's not like, for example, if everything had a, a place that was like not like a home that was covered, like everything was covered, like a cupboard or a shelf or, and you could close the shelves and close the cupboards. And the only thing out was the the frame, my tufting frame, my tufting gun. I'd probably do it because that's the only thing I'm seeing over and over and over again. After a while, I'll do it. But there's so many other things. Anyway, that's that's that probably sounds like an excuse rather than a reason. Um, the other thing is for a failure in case I get it wrong. Um, and so what I decided to do is I know myself quite well. Um, and I know I'm an obliger. So anyone that's an obliger, um, obliger is from the book called the four tendency Four tendencies by Gretchen Gruber, Gretchen Ruber, something like that. Um, she, uh, she has this premise that basically, um, everybody in the world fits into four tendencies, right? And one of the tendencies is an obliger. I'll just basically, I'll give you an overview of the book. Four tendencies. One of the tendencies, uh, so it's obliger, which is the biggest tendency. And that basically means you're good at doing things for other people, but you're not good at doing things for yourself. Um, Example, you're probably a really great assistant and you assist your boss or someone and you get all of their organisation done. You get their meetings done. You like, you even troubleshoot, you know, how the business works. But if you were to do that business for yourself and you were to be the boss, you'd find it very hard to do it for yourself. And not because you need an assistant, but just because you find it hard to do things for yourself. As in like to hit your own targets. That is literally me. I literally thought there's something wrong with me on till I read that book. I was like, maybe I'm just built differently. I figured out ways to kind of like combat that. Um, and the way to combat it is to, um, give like outward, um, uh, what's the word to have outward, um, oh, what's the word? Um, accountability, basically outward accountability. So, um, and that's usually, that's usually what, that's actually why I'm good at working with clients and people, other people, because they expect me to do something. And because they expect me to do it, I do it. That's basically what it is. But when I'm expecting to do it for myself, I can't do it for myself because it's me. I get, I give, almost give yourself like an out. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it another day. I'm really good. And blah, blah. I kind of just don't. I find out other things to do. And I usually other things to do for other people. Really weird. Anyway, that's the obliger. Um, and then you've got the questioner is someone who can't and won't make decisions unless they have all the information at hand. So they usually ask closer questions. They want to understand everything fully or as much as they possibly can before they make a decision. And they're the kind of person who will not make a decision. Doesn't matter what you're telling them. Doesn't matter if you're like, oh, leave it to me. Nope. They will not make a decision without them having all the information at hand. That's basically, they're usually people that feel like kind of stubborn. And even if they've never done anything to do with decision making or whatever they've never done anything in that realm or i don't know industry or whatever they will do the research and then make an informed decision that's a questioner um and then you've got a upholder which is basically someone who is good at doing things for other people really good at doing things for other people but can also do things for themselves very easily set goals doesn't matter if it's for someone else or for themselves they set goals they hit the goals they do it so they can do something for, they're a great assistant, but they're also a great boss, a great leader. They're great. They can do it. They can do things by themselves. They can just set a goal, bang it out. Boom. They don't need no accountability. They just do it. Um, that's an upholder, which is my sister. And I wish I was like that. And then there's the rebel, very self-explanatory. 
Um, they do what they want when they want and they rebel against things that are set in motion, very things that are like structured. And also what with a rebel, they can also rebel against themselves, which is very weird. Like you can, um, you, you don't want to do something, but then, so you won't do it. But then because you've told yourself you won't do it, then you end up doing it because you're trying to rebel against yourself rebellion. It's very weird. And um, there's that. And then also those are the four tendencies, but then also you can be, you can be like, something stroke something so i am an obliger stroke rebel i kind of get into this whole like oh i'm a rebel like uh, kind of thing or maybe i'm a i'm obliger stroke questioner anyway i'm a i'm a obliger stroke rebel that's kind of what i got when i read the book anyway so being an obliger as i've told you it's really hard for me to do things for myself and um as in like a passion just a passion project i want to start drawing i want to i just find it very difficult i need outward accountability so I was talking to my friend yesterday, as I told you, and what he was saying is like, you know, we we need to master our minds. So we know we need outward accountability, but you can't live a life where you're always relying on someone else to be you to be accountable, even if that person doesn't know that they're keeping you accountable. Because then, if something happens with that relationship, it's it kind of diminishes you doing what you need to do, right? That happens to me often. Like I've got, I've had mentors, I've had people, I've had people that are my accountability partners. But I think this is gonna sound really big headed, but when I when people get to know me, then they stop pushing me. Like, they understand why I haven't done something. Because I'm very good at telling you why. I'm very good at un- making you understand why I did this and why I did that. And you start to understand me. Then you have compassion. And then before you know it, I'm just let off the hook for things I should have been doing. Like, I should be doing. Okay, yeah, I'm tired. I did all these things, da 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 But I could still do ABC. Oh, yeah, I've had a long day or, like, this happened and blah, blah. But, yes, there's still an hour left in the day that you could do X, Y, Z without me overexerting myself. Like, I know that. Anyways, so what I've decided to do is I have decided to um, do like three things that I learned in Atomic Habits because I don't want to be um, reliant on other people for me to do something, right? I need to find a way that it's kind of external but internal, like tricking myself. Like, for example, one one of the things I did to trick myself was start a YouTube channel. It was called Fearless Year. That YouTube channel is now called Just One Tory. And um, essentially it was like me doing all the things I'm afraid of in a year. Um, And I put it on YouTube and I uploaded regularly or somewhat regularly. And whenever I felt like I was afraid to do something, I would make a video about it. And then I'll figure out how I'm going to do it. And then I'll do it. And it wasn't like I'm trying to get rid of my fear because I don't think you can get rid of your fear. I feel like you can you can live with it. It can still be there, but it won't cripple you. It won't make you not do something. It won't be like, oh my God, I can't do it. It will still be there and you will still feel it, but you'll do it. You'll still do what you're trying to do, i.e. feel the fear and do it anyway. Like that kind of thing. I've got into that mindset, but that is something that you have to, it's a muscle. You have to regularly do it because you go back to what you're, what you're normally like, crippling fear, right? So when I stopped doing my YouTube channel, then I stopped because it's a lot of effort to do YouTube channels, really a lot of effort. Um, I stopped getting into that mindset of like, oh, I'm scared I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm scared. I even stopped recognizing that fears were my, some fears were fears. They end up being, oh, I'm procrastinating. Oh, I'm just busy. Oh, I'm tired. I, I kind of got at the whole thing. I got at that whole mindset of realizing that my fear was my fear. Really interesting. I highly recommend people, super sad note. I recommend people evaluate yourself often, whatever that looks like for you, evaluate yourself often because you find 
that you slip into habits, slip into things, slip in, slip into mindsets and ways and thinkings and habits and all these things that aren't good for you because you've had these habits for a long time, right? I started my fearless year YouTube channel seven years ago. So I had like what? 30, 29 years of this fear, of this habit of being scared to do things. You know what I mean? It's not going to un- unravel in seven years or four years. You have to constantly do it. Anyway, so that was a trick to myself. I would make a video saying, I'm going to do this. And then because I put that video out in the world, I would have to do it. Like, because I'm not, I'm not a liar. <laughs> so I would have to do it. I'm like, oh, so I'd trick my future self into doing things that I wanted to do, but I find it hard because I'm obliged, right? So it's almost like I made my past self my future self's accountability person. It was, I meant it to myself. And then to heighten it, to really str- make that accountability really, really strong, I put it out in the world. So then there were external ex- um, people expecting me to do things. And then they come up with my accountability. Because if I didn't put this video out, if I didn't do this challenge, if I didn't do this thing, people were going to ask me. Not because, oh, Tori, you didn't do it. They're just like, where is it? How come you didn't do it? Or what happened with that? People are curious, right? So that, they became my accountability partners without even knowing. Like somebody would ask me, right? And then it it kind of got a life of its own where like people would see me and they would be like, fly. Like, because fear less year, it was like fear, it was like a year of me fearing less rather than being fearless. So it was fear less year, F-L-Y. So people would see me and they'll be like, fly, Tori. So whenever I did anything, and I was afraid they'll be like, mm, Tori, fly. And it would be like a trigger, like, oh yeah, I'm afraid. I'm acknowledging I'm afraid. I can still do this because I'm going to do it anyway. Like, I'm not trying to beat my fear. I'm just trying to achieve this thing, right? So I feel like um, that was using my, um, what I know about myself as an obliger. And I didn't, at the time I was in this, I didn't know I was an obliger. I hadn't, hadn't read the book. I was doing all these things because I realized, I realized what worked for me, right? Then I read the book and what I did in what I did on my YouTube channel was actually one of the things the book said. Really interesting. I really highly, highly recommend the book. So I did that. But then I stopped because, you know, you start looking at numbers and trying to do things that people are doing and trying to get views and blah, blah, blah. You kind of get lost in the source. So there's that. Anyway, so stop doing that. And also doing a YouTube channel and doing a video, especially with the um, quality level that I have, um, is, is a lot. It's actually a lot. So that stopped. And then now I'm now back at a point in my life um, where I can feel the fears creeping back in. Didn't even know there were fears, but I feel them creeping back in. I feel my fear of failure. I feel my fear of judgment coming back in. I feel my fear of like, oh, getting it wrong. I feel my fear of like all these, all these fears. Um, and it, they are external fears of other people. They're not irrational fears. Like the fear of heights is, is rational because you're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling, which I have a fear of that kind of thing. But anyway, so what I've decided to do is try to do some things that, I feel like have worked for me, but I didn't realize it worked for me, right? So, and it's almost like habit building. So rather than me trying to be like, I'm trying to find an accountability partner, I'm trying to find this, I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to just, I'm going to try and build habits or give myself things to do that are really easy to do, like low, low effort, low, you know what I mean? Like I can just do it. Oh, I forgot to do that before I went to bed. Quickly do that before you go to bed, right? So, there are some things in this book called Atomic Habits. I'll also link that in this description of this episode as well. Who's Atomic Habits by? I need to figure out who that's by. But uh, yeah, there's a book called Atomic Habits. Um, and it's by... Let me just quickly Google this. If I can actually do this while I'm on the podcast. 
no, 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 I can't. I'm trying to do two things at once. I can't. Okay. I'll tell you who it's by anyway. So it's um Atomic Habits. It's uh hold on. I can do it. Atomic Habits. Go, go. How do I go? <laughs> First go, Tori. Um by this won't move over. Oh, I need to press it here. <laughs> Atomic Habits by James Clear. James Clear. James Clear. Yeah, James Clear. I will link it. Really, really good book. Highly recommend. So, um, one of the things in the books he said, and it's, it's a book I recommend you read, just like The Four Tendencies, at least read it at least once every six months. Read it twice a year. Because um, there's things in it that you're going to forget to do. Like, you're going to forget to do. You're going to forget that you learn. You're going to forget that you forget that you've read. You're going to forget these things. And also, I highly recommend you make notes, like notes as well, because it will stay in your head longer. But anyway, one of the things he says is, and I think it's from him, but there's like a 1% rule, right? And the 1% rule is, um, this is also what I did for my YouTube channel, which was really helpful. So if you are like me or like most people in the world and you have this thing of like, you want to be great, you want to be, you know, this whole perfectionism thing, um, the so a way to combat it is this 1% rule, right? And what it is, is you put out whatever you're putting out, yeah? For example, I want to make a rug, yeah? So all the examples I'm going to use are going to be rug examples, right? So I want to make a rug. I've made a rug. Um, so what they t what the 1% rule is, every single time you put something out, you look at it and you think, how can I make this 1% better for the next time? That is simply what it is. So I make a rug, I do it, I put it out. I look at it and I say, oh, how can I make this 1% better? Maybe my edges could be better. Maybe it could be fuller. Maybe I could, because you can kind of sculpt your rugs and like, you know, level it out. Or, you know, you can kind of like um, define the lines by like carving it with like a shaver, like a, sh uh, what's it called? A shaver? What you shave your hair with? Them things? Um, so you're like, oh, I'll do that better next time. Or I will glue it better on the back next time. Or I'll use different backing. Or like whatever it is that you think could make it 1% better. And it's a tiny, minute thing. You do that. And then you make it 1% better. And that becomes your base now. So now I put up the first rug I put out, I didn't level it. Okay, cool. The, next, the second rug I put out, I'm going to level it. So that's my 1%, right? That's now becomes my new base. So I put out that level, that new leveled rug. And I said, okay, how can I make this 1% better? Maybe I use different glue. Okay, cool. So my new thing is, you know, I level it, cool. And now I use a different glue. You know, and each time you do it, you make it 1% better. But the 1% better you, you do becomes your new, your new normal, your new base, your new number one. So you're not like doing 10 million things over again. Because now, whenever I do a rug, I use this glue. Whenever I do a rug, I do a level. Like, it becomes a part of what you're doing. And before you know it, you're just getting percent betters over time. And that might not be every day. It might just be every time you make a rug. It might just be every time you, you edit a video. It might be every time you do a podcast. It might be every time you write a song or whatever it is. So you might not be writing songs every day. You might not be doing podcasts every day. You might not be making rugs every day. But every single time you do it, you, you make it 1% better the next time. You're like, oh, next time I'm going to do this. And then you just add that in. And then some of it's trial and error. It might not work. It might work. You're like, okay, cool. That works. We keep those things in. That didn't work. We don't do that again. And that's literally it. So instead of trying to be like, I'm going to make this rug. is going to be this big. I'm going to use this font. I'm going to use this wall. I'm going to use this fabric. I'm going to use... Trying to change 10 million things. You don't even know what worked and what didn't work for one. But if you change one thing, then you know it worked, it didn't work. And you can kind of, it's almost like small steps to make things better. And then over time, 
you're 100% better, 200% better, 500% better. Do you know what I mean? And essentially, that is how you become better and you become essentially how you curve your perfectionism, right? Because you might look at something you did and, and see seven things that you did that were like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to change this next time. But you don't do all seven, you do one. And then you do the other one. And then you, you don't try and do all seven. Like you don't try and like skip the whole thing. So there's that. So also from like looking at that rule, I thought about like a step-by-step rule. Whereas with me, in my case, I've never made a rug before, right? And I'm stuck on looking at this frame and not having done the next steps to make this rug. Put the fabric on the frame, draw out my design, put the wool in the, in the gun and start colouring in again with wool, essentially. I haven't done that, yeah? Um, So I'm like, how do I get to the point of me actually taking actions? So what I've decided to do is um, a step-by-step rule, right? And so rather than breaking it down into steps of, um, okay, you know, one of the steps might be put the, you know, colour in the rug, right? Use the wool in the rug, right? But that's a big step because I've got six colours, right? It might take me, I don't know, 12 hours to do, I don't know, six hours to do it, right? So what I've done is I'm going to make my steps super easy steps to the point where I can do them. If I forget before I go to bed, it's so easy. I can do it before I go to bed. I'm not trying to make it any any step longer than 10 minutes. Well, I'm trying to make them five minutes, if I'm honest, if I'm honest with you, but no longer than 10 minutes. Because I might think it's five minutes and it might take 10 minutes. So it's five minutes, but I'm giving myself five minutes extra, right? So 10 minute rule. So for example, with me, I'm, so it's almost like a percent rule, but like a steps rule. Because I've never made something before. So I can't even do the percent rule because I haven't, I haven't got a finished product. So I'm going to give myself one step to do every day. And I'm thinking in the hopes of me doing that, I will do more steps because I'm in the flow of doing things. It's kind of, it's kind of called the, um, like the flow. You start doing something the anyway let me go back to come forward because you might know what i'm talking about so what i'm gonna do is my with my with my frame is i'm going to give myself a step so the first step will be put the cloth on the frame which will not take me longer than three four minutes five minutes max probably a couple seconds put it on the frame and that's it right that's it that takes me less than five minutes i've never done before but i'm gonna be a perfectionist and blah blah it will take me three minutes max i think and then that's it that's all i've got to do today I don't need to do anything else. And then tomorrow it will be um we get the design on the on the on the fabric. Yeah, that's on the frame. That's all I need to do. I don't think it'll take me longer than 10 minutes because it's just a projector. You follow the projector, you draw the lines, and that's it. And then the next step is put the thread into the machine. That's it. That's literally five seconds. And the next step will be um um practice doing lines on like a space on the rug right practice on the on the on the thing practice doing lines that's it practice until your lines get better 10 minutes if they don't get better in 10 minutes quit after 10 minutes that's it that's what we're doing then like the next step will be you know now you do an outline of your of your of your design and then you fill in the color and then we'll do like one color so just do all yellow today we'll do all pink today we do all black today and if the black section is really big you do a quarter of the black section today you do do you know what i mean or do five lines or whatever it is give myself things that are easy to do and I'm hoping in me doing those things, because it's low effort, it's it's really, really low effort to do, I'm hoping that I'll either, one, get it done within, like, I don't know, 10 days, because I might have, like, 10 easy steps to do, or I might 
be like, oh, well, I'm already here. Let me just do the next step because the next step is only five minutes. The next step is only 20 seconds. The next step is only one minute. And I and I think I'll get into the point where like I'll end up doing five steps at once because five steps might end up just being like 30 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm, and I'm done. But I'm already ahead of myself because I've done five steps at once. But if I don't want to do five steps at once, that's fine. I can do one step. You know, the bare minimum is the one step. And it kind of combats the five minute rule. And there's a five minute rule that basically says, do something you want to do for five minutes. Um, and usually you, get, you kind of get into it. You set a timer and you usually get into it. And you want to do it more. Like if you want to write a book or if you're trying to paint or if you're trying to whatever, you say, oh, we'll just do it for five minutes. Um, and then after five minutes, I'll stop. And 99% of the time, I think that's a percentage, 99% of the time, the majority of the time, you stop doing more than five minutes. You don't do all of it, but you do way more than you thought you were going to do. And from some people as well, you get into a flow state where you're just like, you're just in a flow. I'm just in it. And before you know, you've completed it. So rather than thinking I'm going to complete this rug, I'm like, I'm just going to do this step, which is five minutes. I'm just going to do this five minutes of this. Or I'm going to do whatever, however many steps it is, that's, that takes five minutes. That might be five steps. Okay, we'll do this and do this and do and that's five minutes, right? So I'm hoping that's what happens. Um, and then also in doing that, I will, once I've completed my rug, I'm like, okay, I've completed the rug and the rug took five steps. But I, now that I've done the steps, I might just be like, okay, I've done it. Um, you know, there's no fear of like the unknown. There's no fear of like failure. You've done it now. You, you know, you can actually do it. It's not just in your head anymore. It's real life. You know, you can do it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Those steps all took me 40 minutes, right? Then I'm like, okay, cool. It took me 40 minutes to set up this rug thing, right? Cool. So then I'm like, okay, I want to get to the point where I'm like, okay, 40 minutes to set up, you know, um, it takes, I don't know, me five hours to do, I don't know, 30 centimeter rug. I don't know how, whatever thing is. And basically what I want to do is get myself to the point where I'm doing a compound effect, which is also in Atomic Habits, where you do one thing, but you link your next thing you want to do to something that you always do. Let me give you an example. For example, say you want to drink more water, right? And you always forget to drink water, blah, blah, blah. You link it to something that you do, right? So you might just be like, okay, I have a shower. When I get out of the shower, I drink one cup of water. You, you just do that. So you get out of the shower, before you cream your body, before you do whatever you do, you do, you drink one cup of water. And you're like, cool, boom. That's what you do. What happens is, after a while, it becomes a habit. Shower links to drink water. It'll just something you do automatically. One thing that pe- people have said they find it really helpful is um, when they want to do a habit that's like something that they have to do or want to do that makes things life easier, they link it to like shutting their laptop. You know, you, when you're doing something, you might shut your laptop. Something you do every day, you shut your laptop, right? You're like, okay, cool, shut the laptop. When I shut the laptop, I drink a glass of water, right? So I like that's things you do, right? And you, and after a while, the consistency of it, you link it to it, right? You just you just link it to it. Shut the laptop, drink a glass of water, or have a shower, drink a glass, or whatever it is, right? Shut the laptop, text my mum, you know, how are you doing? Or t- whatever it is, you link it to these habits. And what happens is, once you've made that first habit of shutting the laptop, drinking a glass of water, then you're like, okay, after I drink a glass of water, I'm going to, I don't know, meditate for five minutes. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you kind of, the habits just become a compound effect. So say you're someone who hates cleaning, for example, you're like, okay, cool. Um... I know on, I don't know, Sundays we have, I don't know what it is, something that you do that you just, you just all do all the time one day a week, right? And you're like, oh, I do this. I don't, okay. For example, you might be like, 
every Sunday I wash the dishes. I don't know, that's a weird thing, but I wash the dishes, right? Cool. Wash the dishes. After wash the dishes, I'm going to uh, clean my cooker. So you like, that's what I do. And you link that to that. And then before you know it, it you like, and it, you just like, you add it on, but you make sure you don't add it on until the f first one becomes a habit. Like it's so automatic. You don't even think about it. And that can take a long time for some, some people. You know, some, it's not like a week or two weeks or a month or whatever. It becomes a long time. And then, then you add another habit to that. You can't add too many habits at one time because it doesn't, um, it won't work, but it has to be a secure thing you do, right? For example, when you leave your house, you uh you take your keys you might be like oh when i take my keys i'm gonna take my whatever you know what i mean you add things to it oh before i go to bed i always put my uniform out and okay so when i put my uniform out i'm going to meditate for five minutes who whatever it is something that you do regularly usually things like brushing your teeth taking a shower cleaning your body things that you know you know you do all the time like you do this every day right so it's like it's a habit right we don't brush our teeth every day because we know we should brush our teeth we do it because it's a habit we don't shower every day because we know we should shower every day. We shower every day because it's a habit. Like, it's not like, oh my God, it's a habit that you've accumulated over your life. That's what it is, you know? The reason we make food is because we're hungry, not because it's a habit. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, for me anyway, like, you know, I make food, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm hungry, it's a habit, right? Or maybe you, you do meal plans because it's a habit. I do it every Sunday. Otherwise, I'm going to end up going hungry. Do you know what I mean? So there's things you do, right? You do and don't do. Most of the things is a shower, brush your teeth, clean your body, leave your house, do your hair, put on clothes, whatever. Those things that you do like regularly every day and you attach them to those things. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that with my rug tufting and making a rug, that when I make a rug, that the steps become a habit, that I don't even break the steps. This step goes to this step and this step is this step and this step is this step. And it becomes a habit that I just make a complete rug like every single time. There's no like stopping in between. Because I feel like if I break the habit and I stop in between... I won't get in, used to completing something. And I think for me, it's the completing of the rug that is the scariest bit for me. Um, so that's what I'm hoping that I'm going to do. That's my plan anyway. Um, and in doing that, I'm hoping that I can combat my fear of failure, my fear of perfectionism, my fear of judgment, my fear of not being great or whatever, or being like whatever. I'm hoping that within that, I still know I will feel those feelings, but because I've made it a habit and because I've made the steps easy to do, five minutes, really low energy. Oh my God, I went to bed and I forgot to put the put the the the, um, the material on the frame. That's the same. I can do it before I go to bed really quickly. Just do it and go to bed. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's literally low effort. Because I'm making things low effort, I'm thinking the fear won't, either won't be there or won't be as strong because I'm just completing this task. It's not about the end task. I'm just doing this one step. I'm just doing this one thing. And I feel like it will come so... I become so used to it that the fear... Although the fear will be there, it won't be It won't be crippling. That's what I'm hoping that's going to happen. I will let you know how I get on. Um, yeah, I am also saying this in a podcast episode is because also by you guys listening and being listeners will become my accountability partners and although you will never most of you probably never ask me how it goes on how i get on with my rug because you'll probably see on instagram um i know that if i don't put it out eventually somebody will ask me someone will be like oh i swear you had an episode on doing like da, da, da. what happened with the rug someone will ask me and that will you'll become my accountability partner so also me doing this as me putting it out in the world is also me holding myself accountable holding my future self accountable to my past self so it's also that so um that's what i'm gonna do 
And um, yeah, I, I, I even talking things through and saying things I'm going to do, I realised that I have a really weird um, relationship with, with effort. I feel like if I put a lot of effort into doing something, which is why I've made my steps easy, low effort steps. Because I feel like if I make a lot of effort doing something, I put a lot of time, energy into doing something and it doesn't work out. I don't feel like a failure. I think think I'll feel like, not I think, I'll feel like an idiot. Like I'll feel embarrassed. And that is such a really bad thing. Like a really, not, I shouldn't say bad. I don't want to say anything I feel is bad, but that's a really um, unhealthy feeling to have. That because you put effort into something, it didn't turn out right. You feel embarrassed. That's crazy. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I don't want to put effort into this relationship and it doesn't work out. I'm going to be embarrassed. I don't want to put myself out there and ask this guy out because I'm going to be embarrassed. I don't want to like declare my feelings for this person or tell someone I love them or, you know, make an effort for a friend. And they're just like, whatever, I'll be embarrassed. How can you be embarrassed by making an effort? That's so wild. Like, why should you feel embarrassed that because you don't get what you think you should get out of it or because it's not it's not reciprocated or you don't get the results you want that you're embarrassed that you that you tried something? I feel very sad for myself a little bit as I say this. Like, I am embarrassed about making an effort and it not turning out the way I want or the way I expect. That's really sad. And I need to get out of that. And um, the low, easy you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 10 seconds, low effort steps, I think will get me to the point of doing that. But I also need to tell myself every single day. And it's something I've been doing often, like when I'm feeling a certain way, like giving myself affirmations, because I'm, I like, my love language is um, words of affirmation. So giving them to myself is like been really, really helpful to me in the past five, six years. I didn't realise it until the other day. Um, but I literally give myself words of affirmation, which I need rather than them coming from other people. So I tell myself, I need, I need to start telling myself every day that just because you, you put effort into something, regardless of the outcome, it's, that's a flipping noble thing. You put effort into that. You tried, you really, really tried to do that. That is noble. That is, you know, hands down an amazing thing to do, you know? So regardless of the outcome, anything positive that comes out of it is a bonus, because you put effort into this and this is the result. You know, the result may be not what you want. Cool. You learned something. You put effort. You know you can put your head down and do something. That's a win. Or you put effort into something and it goes well. That's also a win. That's great too. But regardless of what, it's a win. Don't belittle yourself because you put effort into something and it didn't get what you want. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't yield the results you wanted. That she should not be embarrassed by that. You shouldn't be embarrassed by telling someone you like them and they don't reciprocate or they say whatever. You shouldn't be embarrassed by that. You put yourself out in the world. You shouldn't be embarrassed by um, making a big effort for someone and they don't even recognise it. They don't understand or whatever. Depending on who the person is to you, you shouldn't feel embarrassed by that and it shouldn't stop you from doing it again. Especially if you feel like you want to do these things. No one's making you put effort into it, but you want to put effort into it. That's cool. Don't put effort into it because of the, what you're going to get back from it, but put effort into it because you want to tr- really try this thing. I really want to try and I really want to tell this person I like them. I really want to, whatever it is, you know, and you really want to do that. Um, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about last week about like this whole like being um, transparent. I really want to tell this, my story or really want to, you know, be vulnerable, right? It kind of goes back to, kind of goes back to that. So um, 
yeah, I'm trying to have a, I'm trying to get a, a better relationship with effort. Because, I, yeah, I often don't do things because I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be embarrassed when I do put all my energy into that and nothing happens. Like, I don't want to be, it's weird. And even like, not, not in front of people, like myself, like in front of my, I'm embarrassed in front of myself. Very, very weird thing. So I'm trying to get over that. Um, and again, I highly recommend people to evaluate themselves and evaluate the things they do and, and really ask yourself, why? Why don't I do that? Why don't I do that? It's not a hard thing to do. It's not, you know, really interesting. Um, on that note, talking about last week's episode, I want to shout out to Jason. I feel like I'm always talking about Jason on my podcast. I want to shout out to Jason for sharing my last um, last uh, week's episode um, on um, vulnerability, weakness versus strength um or the thing between weakness and strength i think i called it some, something like that last week's episode um because it came off the back of his podcast of his blog post um so shouts to jason and people that that, that listen to it via jason shouts to you guys um yeah i really appreciate it i really appreciate you guys listening all of that jazz um yeah like love 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 um if you're anything like me and you're a blazer or you're a perfectionist or you have fears of certain things, let me know. Holler at me. Be like, oh, I can relate or I can't relate or this is what I do when this happens or actually this is blah, blah, blah. Or like, just give me some feedback. Let's get a little bit of community going. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, any any tips or anything? Or if you found this really helpful, let me know. If you decide to do any of these tips, let me know. It'll be really interesting to see what, what people's, um, what people's uh, conclusions are or people's thoughts and stuff. It'll be really interesting um that's me really that is me i'm out today i will link the book atomic habits the four tendencies um i think compound effect is from um atomic habits but anything i've talked about today five minute rule compound effect one percent rule four tendency atomic habits i'll link all the thingies to that um i'll link articles to each thing so the one percent rule i think it's from atomic habits but i'll link a quick write up to that so you don't have to read the whole book if you don't want to. Um, and also the five minute rule, compound effect. I'll, I'll add links to those things so you can read like the background of it. So you don't have to read the whole book. But I do highly recommend you read Atomic Habits and The Four Tendencies. And I, I recommend you read them every six months. That's what I'm doing anyway, because you just forget things. Um, but yeah, man, that's it. Um, obviously, I didn't, you're not, you're not seeing me. So I forgot to, to film this episode this week again. Uh, maybe I'll try one of these steps to do the whole filming thing again as well. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I keep forgetting to film. That's the honest truth. I keep forgetting to film. Um, and also, I'm not, like, camera ready as well. That's another thing. That's another story for another day. But anywho's, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. Give me some feedback. Let me know. Let me know. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. And you will hear from me next week. Bye.